0: Hi there welcome to shrink chat this is the companion show to our podcast terror talk my name is Shannon and I'm joined each week by my friend Kathy on this show we talk about psychology and true crime and TV and movies and whatever else comes up it's a bit looser so hang out and welcome to shrink chat
1: Hi, everybody. Hi. <laughs>
0: this is a string chat with Shannon and Kathy. I announce now when I'm going to push the button beforehand.
1: She does. Otherwise, sometimes I'm caught saying really offensive things. Well, you know, I think the people would like that. But I'm
0: not going to do it anymore. I'm respecting you. Okay. In this moment. Uh,
1: <laughs> I don't like to be caught with my pants na- pants down Fridays. Yeah, no. I was made aware of a problem. We haven't talked about pants down Fridays in a long time. No, we haven't. Well. I got my
0: pants on. I mean, they're not really pants. They're sweatpants. Those are pants. What else would they be? Pants. Up. I don't know. When I think of pants, I think of like... Jeans? Honestly? Slacks? Honestly, I think of Khakis? like... Khakis? I think of like... You trousers. Know, Jill Blow in her, in her work trousers. <laughs> <laughs> like with pleats from the 80s oh, or something. boy. When I think of pants... Or like court pants. When you go to court, you wear pants, slacks. Yeah, exactly. You don't wear jeans. You got all the synonyms. You don't wear sweats. So when, I, so when I say pants, that's what I think, of. I know you're just gonna like throw out pants. Jeggings.
1: Oh, no. Nobody above the age of 15 should ever say they're wearing jeggings. Even if they're wearing jeggings. Yeah, even
0: if that's technically... Don't say
1: jeggings.
0: Just don't say the word
1: anymore? That's like someone trying to be too hip when that word is already problematic. It's It's not hip. It's so bad. It's bad enough when a 15-year-old says it. Just say you're wearing jeans, tight jeans, skinny jeans, not jeggings. Or
0: use the word pants in a different way than I would. (laughs) Just say you got pants on <laughs> kind of universal pants. I think we need to name this episode jeggings <laughs> and they'll be everyone will look at the title. and They'll be like, is that a new horror movie? Yeah. <laughs> I Although
1: to- there is one dread central talked about one coming out that it had something to do I'm with the clothing that. store. I am going to talk oh, about that. Did you see that? it?
0: So take a moment. Take that's moment, weird is
1: after your facts i I'm channeled the about jeggings it. and i had no idea that you were going to talk I know. about this film hey i thought it looked good when i read about it so i'm yeah, excited yeah, yeah. to hear about it okay uh, yeah i yeah. haven't seen it. i'm not going to give anything away I haven't no seen neither it.
0: i i don't think anybody has. <laughs> it out,
1: i don't think it's come out yet <laughs> it hasn't that's She's... what i was like what key did you get
0: no no i was i follow the horror news as we do yeah the other thing i was going to mention is i i didn't mention it last week but it was st patrick's day last week so what did i do i went and got a shamrock shake I from saw mcdonald's
1: that. is it still hold up? i don't remember it's- are they mint or are they
0: just food coloring they're bad is what they are yeah they look gross okay so i mean i just had to do it it's like it's the yeah. month and so i wanted to go see it uh, as you could see in my refrigerator i didn't make it very far Um, No, there's like a lot left. Yeah, I only only drank about a quarter of it.
1: I also don't like that they put it in like a... They used to just put it in the McDonald's cup. Why do they put it in like a see-through plastic Starbucks? All the
0: shakes come that way now. Sometimes I'll cruise to the McDonald's and get a vanilla shake.
1: I like the paper cups.
0: So my first thought... Okay, so it comes just like any other shake from a fast food place. It's got like a little whipped cream on the top or whatever. But the color is outrageously neon green. I saw it looks like lime and that's toned down from when I got it frightening. Yeah, I it's literally nuclear. It's literally still in the refrigerator from two days ago
1: because it'll be there a year from now like that
0: because I didn't want to throw it in the garbage and have like gooey shake in my garbage until garbage day.
1: So you go that's tr- like way go more drink information some that right now.
0: than anyone needed. But my review of the Shamrock Shake is that it's neon green. It tastes like spearmint kind of. Ugh. Like when I took a big drag off of it, I was like, okay, I wanted mint. Because I like mint. Yeah, like, but like not spearmint, peppermint. At the, ho- at the holidays, I like to get a peppermint yeah. ice cream or a peppermint shake as a treat. So, I get why it's not that because it's only a few months later. And so, it's not that mint flavor, but like it tastes a little bit like spearmint or some kind of shenanigans That's going disgusting. on there. disgusting. So, I drink a little bit of it because you do kind of get used to it. So, but, and it's
1: so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see her face.
0: It's so sweet. I'm like, <laughs> next time cringe. you get
1: one of those, make sure you oh. wear your jeggings when you go through. <laughs>
0: So one, I don't you wear jeggings. get a free jeg- shamrock
1: shake if you wear jeggings <laughs> to McDonald's. One,
0: I don't wear jeggings. And two, I'm never <laughs> ordering a shamrock shake again. <laughs> like, it's over for me. Unless somebody tells me they've changed the recipe. That's disgusting. I feel like that all needed to be talked about. All right. So the next thing on our agenda... Is a little segment we like to call. Facts with Gath. Oh, she did a little, you didn't see, but she did a little like move with her hands, like a rock star move.
1: Numero uno. Yes. Most of the credits at the (laughs) end of this film are fake. The crew was very small and rather than repeating names, they just made some up. Oh, low budget much yeah (laughs) number two in one scene where the character uh, the character's name is Dunn whips out a wad of cash at the hotel Broslin. the director director said that this was the film's entire budget oh my like here use this for the scene don't drop it or we won't have a scene (laughs) number three these are hilarious ready Mm mm-hmm Puppetry for the villain was performed by the producer's eight-year-old daughter oh after the puppet shrank down to be too tight for adult hands oh boy good Lord <laughs> we don't have the money for a new one <laughs> number four the director of the film was trying to think of the silliest movie he could and my god he accomplished it okay number five the film couldn't afford. <laughs> She's cracking herself up it's so bad. <laughs> the film couldn't afford a camera dolly, so a wheelchair was used to accomplish tracking shots.
0: You'd be surprised how many low-budget college flicks have That's that. That's
1: so awesome. This is not a college. I know. This one's for ice.
0: Okay. Is it basket Yes. Gas? Okay, so that, you know what's so funny about that is you telling me it was for our for patron yeah. and friend,
1: Ice, Yeah, is what gave it away for me. The film couldn't afford a <laughs> camera dolly, so a wheelchair was used to accomplish tracking shots. I'm just trying to picture like, oh, wait, right, it's tilting, it's tilting, because obviously like the camera can't, they'd have to tape it. What, did they put it on the chair part? Oh. Did they host it, like, did they post it up above like the... <laughs> Where somebody's back rests like that is comical was it an
0: electric wheelchair i so want to watch that movie it, now oh i mean it's God. so bad it's so bad but, but that's like that's <clears throat> why you watch it <laughs> maybe for patreon we do a show where we uh, talk a little trash Ugh. we watch uh we just started doing it for patreon in the in the minicast that we do there and w- there's one style of minicast that we do i guess we should say it's a style whatever theme uh where we talk trash about a movie mm-hmm maybe we should do it for that one. We
1: might have to. When's the last time you saw this? Because
0: that would be super
1: fun. No, I'll just watch it before okay. we record next. But um, have you seen it? Any, like, recently? Yeah, yeah,
0: back in the day, but... Oh, not
1: recently. No. Yeah, I watched it, you know, like a couple months ago, and yeah, I was no. like, oh, dear Jesus. No, I will have to. Yeah.
0: I, unfortunately, <laughs> I will have to commit 90 minutes of my life.
1: There, to that. there were a lot of... I mean, I probably could have added five more facts to that. There were some really funny... That's super fun, though. Yeah. Maybe when I
0: watch it... We'll revisit and you can bring some more. Okay. (laughs) You can bring some more facts. God, it was
1: so horrible, but good. (laughs) That's
0: amazing. Thank you. You're
1: welcome, Ice. (laughs) This is the same director that went on to make the film Brain Damage, which is also pretty god-awful. Yeah, yeah. It's just his thing. He's got a, he's got a theme.
0: So you mentioned, um, so there's a movie coming out. That's got a trailer that's widely available and I suggest you watch it. It's super fun, but there's a horror movie coming out called slacks with two X's. Mm -hmm. So it's S L A X X, not pants.
1: No, I know. I talked about, uh, there were three female director films. I I brought this one up months ago, but I, I mean, what's the deal? When is it coming out? So, I'll get to that part. If you're a
0: fan of sentient killer inanimate objects, <laughs> then buckle up. The producers of Turbo Kid have brought us what is sure to be another Canadian horror comedy hidden treasure. Because there are a lot of those. Maybe we should do an episode on Canadian horror comedy because there, There there's plenty. There's a lot. In slacks, fashion turns deadly when a possessed pair of jeans is brought to life to punish the unscrupulous practices of a trendy clothing company. So a social message. Yes. (laughs) So a social message. (laughs) Shipped to the company's flagship store, the pants. Slacks. Proceed to re to wreck carnage on the staff wreak carnage i think is what that means on the staff who are locked in over in overnight to set up the new collection so it's overstock night Mm -hmm. and the slacks become
1: murderous i wonder if
0: they're jeggings oh fuck off (laughs) i think it's going to get pretty ridiculous pretty quick and i'm i can't wait to see this pretty
1: excited we should do a buddy watch on this for
0: killer g oh shit yeah yeah Oh, yes. We'll host it in the Discord and watch together because I am looking forward to this a lot. It'll stream exclusively on Shudder, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, on March 18th. There we go. Okay. So maybe our next shrink chat, we'll talk about it. Maybe so.
1: Or near future anyway.
0: Yeah. We'll have to wait till you get back. We didn't mention right now you're on your way back from Africa. (laughs) I'm probably home and sleeping. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Kathy's, uh, for those of you who have been listening a long time, uh, a year ago, Kathy, we oh did gosh. episodes that, uh, are probably still up. I probably haven't taken those episodes down where we're, you were talking all about Africa and going to Africa and
1: then COVID the travel ban. And we were, COVID. we were supposed to leave literally like that week, the day after the travel ban. Yeah. And so I was there a few years ago, a couple of years yeah. before I was supposed to go. And I just love East Africa. So we were supposed to go last year back to Tanzania and climb Kilimanjaro and do all that stuff. So we are, well hopefully we're just going to cross all the fingers and toes, all the pants. Hopefully I am back from that trip and sleeping and that I was able to go so far. So good.
0: And maybe, yeah, part of a shrink chat conversation we can have uh, next time. How Um, many COVID tests I had to get before I left. Yeah. You're going to tell us about your experience. I'm making a note. Ask Kathy about her Africa
1: experience. I will say though, being vaccinated makes this um, much more, less anxiety. Yeah. You know, I mean, we still have to be careful, of course, but.
0: Obviously, we hope it's working, but also psychologically. Mm -hmm. It just makes it a whole lot easier. Well, and
1: even, I mean, even if, like the, if you get it, you're not, you're not. uh, Right. You know, in the hospital. So,
0: yeah. Okay. You were going to mention something about a book you're reading.
1: Oh, yeah. So we're, you know, I bring this up. um, I just love this book that Snake got for us. I keep hitting this thing.
0: She keeps hitting her mic is what she means. You may or may not hear that.
1: Um, The science of women in horror. So sometimes I'll pull things from this. Uh, Last week we talked about, I talked about prevenge um, just because I finally watched the movie. But I'm just want to, I want to touch on this really quickly and maybe it's just me promoting this book because I think it's really great. But um, the chapter that talks about the movie, the franchise, the Halloween franchise, um, it goes into talking about how you know, babysitters being stalked is a common trope in horror and how it's been around for a long time. But the 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 way that the franchise um, did this trope was in such a unique and maybe not so intentional way when it first started. You know, I don't mm. think that they knew that this was going to be such a huge hit. But this chapter talks a lot about um, the use of PTSD in horror. Mm. And it also talks about... Um, How Jamie Lee Curtis's role of Laurie Strode was the first final girl to be um, someone over the age of 50. Mm. And so just some little horror facts with Catherine here. (laughs) Halloween in 2018 became the biggest opening for a film with a woman lead over the age of 50 in history, which I think is so awesome. Yeah. So when this character was, was first written we knew that this, we didn't know that this film obviously was going to be as much of a hit. And even when it did become a hit, I think these later films, if you watch Halloween 2018 and there's two more coming out, it connects not only her lineage, but it, all of the intentionality in the way that her character is written to represent what PTSD actually looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, And not only PTSD from, from her, but intergenerational trauma. So the, the, the chapter talks about trauma as generational, and if it is untreated, it is life-changing until you can take back the narrative. This is exactly what happens in the film. So they go on to talk about how this condition was first observed with Holocaust survivors and African-American families when people, you know, will often say, oh, well, you know, they weren't a slave in their generation. How does that really affect them, right? So it really talks about Transgenerational trauma, intergenerational trauma, and the lasting effects of traumatic vent can remain and impact descendants for generations. This chapter is really awesome, but then it ties it all into... Her character and the way that the movies are now being written, you know, you, you have to take out the the few in there. That was just kind of fun for the franchise, but, you know, linking it all together to how we now have Halloween 2018 and the ones that are coming. And so I'm super excited because this is a big there's such a mental health component to the ones that are being made. But most um, and then it sort of ends by saying, you know, what was it about um, Lori to Michael? You know, why was she? so important to him taking out all of like the sub stories of, you know, in some of the different movies they said she was related to him and then certain movies she wasn't related. Well, clearly in the ones that, you know, the later ones that we're watching now, the more recent ones, I should say, she, it goes back to her being, um, I think not related right mm-hmm. to him. So it says his fixation was, she is the one who got away. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, this is just a really really cool how they incorporated trauma awesome. into this chapter. I'm just loving this book. I'm so glad. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you would like them when I, you know, when I attended the virtual day. They were interesting ladies. Yeah. I enjoyed it. So we watched some stuff. We, we didn't did. we didn't do a strict buddy watch this time. I don't did think, not. I don't think we'll find out. We did not. We had a lot of work to do in a couple
1: of weeks cuz of my trip, so
0: yeah, we are just FYI, we are pre-recording. And I, I, as we always do, obviously, we pre-record the show. We're not doing it live, but we are pre-pre-recording because of Kathy's trip. So it's a little bit early on. So like when I mentioned that Slacks movie, you know, this episode is airing um, on the 26th of March, so it will have already come out. So uh, I was talking about an article and a movie and a trailer and all that, but you can actually go see the movie now uh, streaming on Shudder and we will do a review of it uh, probably next time, at least within the next couple of weeks, probably. So <clears throat> I want to talk about, <laughs> Oh boy. I saw a movie called tail sting. T
1: a I L
0: I a I L like a tail. Yeah. And a sting like a scorpion mm-hmm. that stings with his tail.
1: Was he wearing jeggings? Okay.
0: I'm going to eat you <laughs> for breakfast. Uh, <laughs> 2001. Although. Wow. You know, what's so funny when I looked up the description just to like read it right now, I was, when it said 2001, I'm like, Oh, that can't possibly be this movie because it, it reads like
1: the older, <laughs> it looks, the cover of it looks old. I
0: know. So 2001 horror film, Um, genetically altered scorpions escape from containment and attack passengers aboard a plane. So it's like snakes on a plane,
1: but tail sting, tail sting, scorpion, no scorpions on a plane. I hope that doesn't happen when I,
0: this, so this movie, in my opinion. Okay. So (laughs) I think I wrote a review on letterbox, which is often for me is just like a one sentence kind of thing. I, I wrote if you like ridiculous horror trash creature features with stereotypes listen which, to terror talk which I do it's worth a watch. Yeah. <laughs> um I I think I I yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Here's the thing for a watch along with like with others, like you're getting together one day, we'll be able to get together with friends again. Um, Or if you're watching virtually with your set of um, internet friends that you watch movies with, which a lot of people are engaging in during COVID uh, it's a funny, fun group watch because it's super bad. Like (sighs) these scorpions It's like one step shy of a rubber glove. It's like, oh my goodness gracious. (laughs) And and, (laughs) is it better than a wheelchair? uh, I don't know. They could have used a skateboard to get this scorpion down the middle of the aisle on a plane. These are supposed to be giant scorpions, and you see them from the side
1: waddle down the aisle (laughs) like human sized. Yeah, but
0: like flat,
1: so yeah, they're. Like but I mean, they're long. like they're like that. they're massive, yeah, okay. yeah, as
0: big as the chair. <laughs> and Gross. so you're you get the side shot, like the trolley shot that was probably on a skateboard uh, down the aisle, and th- there's no way in all of God's green earth that this scorpion would fit down a real airplane I'm aisle. To find a picture of one, and of course, oh, may cool. I tell you that one of the first kills is sex in the bathroom. So it's literally like snakes.
1: Oh, that—that's. I'm. I'm. That's. Is that the picture that came up? Well, it's. But it's only showing like the tail and the girl screaming. (laughs) So he didn't. He's not doing a very good job because she's terrified. But here's the thing: it's hilarious, but I'm
0: not sure it's supposed to be. Like, I'm not sure they set is- out to make a funny
1: movie. Oh, 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 this is the picture I just pulled up. It says the puppeteer's hand is visible. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Oh, that's bad. It's that kind of movie. So... <laughs>
0: One of the reviews I read said, if I had to guess, they were going for a combination of Ridley Scott's alien, Jack Arnold's creature from the black lagoon and the Zucker brothers airplane. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. So that was a positive. Where did you find this? Well, is this prime? That's that's literally Joe Bob Briggs review of this film that I, um, well, somebody who calls himself Joe Bob Briggs on Rotten Tomatoes, (laughs) but maybe it's him. (laughs) I don't know. Um, yeah, I just, I, uh, yeah, so that's my thought on tales. I'm going
1: to start with a bad one then too. Cool. Because I saw a really bad one Let's and go. then one that scared the bejesus out of my jeggings. <laughs> okay. Um, wow. Okay. This, this movie is called The Confessional. All right. Uh, I think I saw it on, yikes, Prime, I think it was Shudder. It's on Shudder and it's so not Shudder worthy. I don't know how this happened.
0: Oh come on now.
1: What? <laughs> Go ahead. Um so oh god. Okay. I had it looked up. I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened to it. So it's um a film about like five college students who get called to confess uh in something that they're they're not really sure what they're getting called to confess, but it's like this, "Hey, do you want to be part of this project?" kind of thing. And so they you know the the set obviously is super cheap because it's just this foam booth. Um it's, <laughs> I see the picture. Yeah. Now. Yeah. College students forced to admit their deepest, darkest secrets in a tedious, absurd absurd bore. Okay, is what they <laughs> called this. So not only is it borderline offensive just Ooh. because the tropes are so outdated. For example, the narcissistic Mm. Misogynist ends up being gay, mm. right? He just hates women, so it's like not all gay men hate women, right? And that's not all what all gay men do when they're in the closet is become narcissistic misogynists. Okay, it's like, but it's a new movie using these yes, tropes. 2019 is what I'm looking at. There are like one. There's one good actor, and he's he he's on the show Blackish. Okay, he's good, and then there's one other young woman who's decent. Okay. The rest of the cast, it's in so incredibly painful. And so what they're doing is they're trying to figure out the person who sets up the confessional booth who ends up, sorry, spoiler alert. You're not missing anything here because I mean, it, Kathy's saying, don't watch it. Anyway. It's just so bad. <laughs> ends up being one of the girls in the confession booth. Ooh, what a crazy twist. You mean she's the one actually running it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> One of the reviews I just happened upon says, ouch, who greenlighted this movie? <laughs> okay, honestly, though, I'm sitting here watching... The reason why I'm talking about this movie is because I'm sitting here thinking... I have friends of mine who do independent films, and they're pretty good. And I've been part of making independent films in the past and submitting them to film festivals. How this movie got onto Shudder, they knew somebody. That's all I can think. There is nothing creative nothing shocking the acting is terrible the storyline is disjointed i'm sitting there going are we done yet like where is this going
0: yeah i mean i there are a few movies on shutter that rise to that level of oh badness gosh
1: <laughs> but this a, is not s- as so many amateur oh, it is so incredibly amateur um it's a, <laughs> a, here's a here's a review i don't oh here listen i don't know what confessional is And more importantly, I don't know what it's doing on (laughs) Shudder.
0: The storyline, it says, after two mysterious deaths at a college on the same night, seven students somehow connected... receive invitations to a confessional booth hidden on the campus. Their confessions slowly unveil the truth behind not only the deaths, but the booth as well. The dark twisty dialogue driven and emotionally complex mystery is entirely confined to the video confessional.
1: Okay. So here it is. So I start looking up the, the I'm trying to find anything that is speaking, you know, about this movie and, and, And so this person like breaks it down and goes, oh, every character's name is a represent, like what their name actually translates to is representative of like their character. And I'm thinking, one, no one's going to get that unless they look it up. Two... Nobody cares. And three, it doesn't make the movie any deeper. Well, it's like an
0: example of a filmmaker who obviously didn't succeed with this movie, but like a filmmaker putting Easter eggs in a movie that doesn't like they put a, maybe put more concentration on making the film good and less concentration on like Easter eggs that nobody's going to look at. No one's
1: going to look at and they're going to be like, this is how deep it was. It was so, it was such an undertone. You had to look it up. (laughs) <laughs> and he, and here here's like Ugh. the last thing I'll say is <laughs> I had to commencing of trash I had to rewind the ending to go wait the girl in the confessional booth is that the one that was in the mm. and then I was like oh I get it she just put her hair down so oh. she looks different there
0: well I admire your pluck in uh, it's reviewing and trying to figure it out <laughs> it's
1: not Oscar worthy
0: yeah <laughs> yeah. That sounds like an understatement. Hmm. Okay. Thanks for the trash.
1: <laughs> that might be a good titties
0: and tonic. Well, you already did. <laughs> We're good. We don't have to do it again, but that's an example of what our titties and tonic. Our on t- yeah. I and, mean, and it's called YouTube. titties and tonic. <laughs> we have a trash show where we talk about things that weren't good. Uh, not that we don't do that on this show, but we just take singular movies and, um, get upset about them it's the ones that make you mad it's not like trash like like i was talking about tail sting that um like it's trash Mm -hmm. but it didn't make me mad we we use titties and tonic for more like the ones that piss us off they're so bad (sighs) yeah or betray us in some way this one pissed me off i could tell we just did 10 minutes on it it's like it's and i might have to watch it please (laughs)
1: I I want you to watch the next one I
0: talk about though. Okay, cool. So uh, I'm going to talk about uh, briefly about a movie called Harold's Going Stiff. (laughs) I thought you might like that. Uh, 2010 comedy horror. Uh, Yeah. Where's my description? Oh, Harold suffers from a disease that slowly causes him to become a zombie.
1: That sucks.
0: Right? I mean that's a bad day, man. So this is a Brit film. Let me see. Uh, English, yeah, from England. Uh, I like this movie. (laughs) I do like the zombie subgenre. You really do. In general, and I know I've mentioned that several times for any of you who might be following along. I do like to catch the zombie movies. Uh, And also, a lot of them don't, Hit the mark because zombies have been done to death. <laughs> um, oh, oh wow. wow. You cannot get on me for jeggings if wow. you just said that. Oh, I totally didn't get on you at all. I like talking about jeggings. It's just, I'm going to literally, I'm going to have to put jeggings in the title of the show. Um, Harold's going stiff is really great because it's, it, it. <laughs> Okay. Not a perfect movie. Not like the best comedy horror zombie movie you've ever seen because we're all comparing these to Shaun of the Dead and movies that are incredibly famous. However, what I think was interesting about this one is, is, is it's, it's in about a world where becoming a zombie is like a slow sickness. And so everybody's sort of doing this and there's like a rogue, band of brothers in town that if you have a, a zombie that you need to put out of mid their misery, like when it gets too bad, like when the sickness gets to the point where it's animalistic, Mm -hmm. then they'll come and, you know, bash its head in for you. So that's one part of it. But also it's a love story. It's actually really, it's an older male who this younger female Is taking care of this older male because uh, that's her job, like she's a nurse or something. I can't remember if she's just a carer or if she's an actual nurse. But she's taking care of this older male, and you you also show her like going out on a couple of dates and stuff, and so like things aren't going well in that area. Mm -hmm. And she's spending all this time with this older male who you just assume needs care in his home for something else, but it's actually because he's got like the zombie sickness, and so she's. She's, she's caring for him and slowly realizes that she falls in love with him, basically. And then it's a love story. So when he gets to the point where he is no longer him, but full zombie, you know, there's a decision to be made there. Right. And it's a little bit heartbreaking. Um... That was the part... That's a commitment. That's a... This is a part that... Yeah, like she knew what she was getting into. Mm -hmm. That's the part of this... Now, when you look at the movie, I'm making it sound a little bit sort of romantic and dramatic. I mean, this is uh,
1: Sorry, real quickly, just to insert this. I mean, wouldn't that be equivalent? And and I... Please, I'm not saying this in any derogatory way in comparing this to being a zombie, but almost like someone falling in love with someone who's terminally ill.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I hear what you're saying. Like, there is a metaphor going on there of... Falling in some in love with someone who isn't going, you know, isn't going to be around,
1: or like someone with dementia, or yeah. Well,
0: and the, uh, the euthanasia question right. as well, right? Falling in love with someone who you um, might need to deal with um, end of life issues with, and depending on where you live, where mm-hmm. euthanasia is legal. Like that make having to make that decision. It's actually kind of metaphorical for animal ownership. You know, we all know that when we take on animal ownership, we're going to m- live longer than those animals. Right. So part of our responsibility as animal owners is to know and tolerate and make hard decisions. And so, yeah, I think you're right. I think that, I think that th- maybe that's why it kind of, um, like pulled that from you t- touched me in a way because I thought that part of, it became not so much a zombie movie for me. So people looking for like a strict zombie movie aren't going to really like this. It's definitely a mixture of things. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I I was saying last week, or I think it was in the Irish horror um, episode where, you know, I, I'm realizing, and I didn't think I knew this before, but I'm realizing that I like a little bit of a romantic story in some of my comedy, comedy, that's good, comedy, horror movies. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind it. And yeah. I, I that doesn't that that surprises me a little bit as mm-hmm. we go through this. I think it depends on the movie, but it can be done yeah, totally. well. Totally, yeah, totally, of course. Um, but this was an interesting take for me. So not a perfect movie if you're looking for strict zombies, not so much. But there is a there's some gore, <laughs> there is some gore, but there's also this little nugget of a romance in there that uh, pulled me in. So awesome. I share that with you. Very cool. Yeah. What What movie did you like? Okay,
1: so. I get scared like sometimes and it's fun watching horror movies, but every once in a while I'll watch one that's done in such a way that it has such a creep factor. Like I talk about black Christmas all the time. Yeah. yeah. Right. Cause it's so few and far between that. I'm like, I can't move myself off the couch or bed or whatever. So sure. um, this is called the last will and Testament of Rosalind Lee. And Vanessa Redgrave plays Rosalind Lee, who is sort of narrating and has passed has you know passed away, and her home is just covered in religious artifacts. Mostly, looks mostly like Catholicism. Large statues of the Virgin Mary. These really, really creepy angel statues that almost look human. Like they're so uncanny. Not like a not even like ones that you would see in a church, ones that you would see in horror films in like 1979, 1980, okay? And a lot of religious films these days are fun to watch, but they don't really scare me. Mm -hmm. There was something about even the ambiance of this film before it even starts that I'm like, this is going to be terrifying. (laughs) So I'll read you the thing first and we'll talk about it. it, it, They shot it in Canada, FYI. Shot it, yeah, it's in Toronto. It's from Toronto. Okay. So Leon, a young man, visits his estranged mother's house after he learns of her death. As Leon explores the house and takes inventory, his mother Rosalind Lee delivers a narration about her life in the form of a monologue to her son. It describes the crushing loneliness that she felt after he rejected both her and her faith due to negative religious experiences in his childhood. So um Concerned that Leon will never return to her life or regain his faith, she awaits for him. So Leon comes into this house and the way that the story is being told is he comes in and he's trying to decide what, what, is he going to just sell the house? Is he going to sell the artifacts? But all all the while that he's there and these creepy things start to happen, he starts to revisit like these old VHS tapes, which automatically is creepy because like he puts it in and there's a room in the house that he has now gone down and looked at again. But when he puts the VHS tape in, it lets you know that he knows exactly what happened down there. And they would have these really like weird, um, like charismatic Christian services down there. Mm -hmm. Um, the statues at some point, like he'll be, he'll be looking at, he'll be on the, like looking at the video and all of a sudden, like the statue in the VHS, like the eyes will open on the statue. And it it is so the way that it's done and the way that it's directed, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm minimizing the impact. They did it so well that I'm sitting there going, this is so flipping terrifying. So the movie is essentially about loneliness and how that can equate to like the slow death despite her faith. And so what's really left to question. And and so, sorry, one more thing. A, as he stays overnight in this home, all of these really strange things start to happening. Including this creature that appears every time he starts to get scared. This creature is a hybrid between Schmeagel oh. and, and a human. Oh, It is so terrifying. And it's supposed to represent loneliness. Yeah. Okay. What you don't really know and he he's on the f- phone which you assume that's uh, the, the woman's either his ex or just a friend and she's a psychologist and she's like I want you to work through this Leon you're okay you're imagining this or whatever. At the end you're kind of left I'm not giving anything away but you're kind of left wondering if he was ever really there or this was in the mother's mind. A lot of horror movies are like that these days. This movie it was only about an hour and 25 minutes, hour and 20 minutes, which I think that was brilliant. I think any longer it would have been too much. And it's like, it comes in, it slaps you in the face. It's terrifying. And you're just left with like, Oh my God. Right. It's, it's loved good. It. That's I, so great. I I haven't felt this. I don't know what it is. Maybe I because I grew up Catholic and that whole religion freaks me out. I don't know.
0: Well, you know, we both. I mean, not, I've talked a lot. I like religious horror for sure. That's another. Yeah. That's another one that I really like and try to watch them. So I'm excited to watch that. That sounds really. Good. I'll be
1: interested to, to see what you think and if it pulled the same kind of fear,
0: but. Well, and it's a writer director too. Mm-hmm. Same guy that wrote it directed it. So that's ambitious. Yeah, it's, amazing.
1: It's short and sweet, but it's it it packs a punch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right on. I love that. Yeah, it's uh, it's like when every once in a while you have one of those finds. Oh, you're like, I know. Oh, I hit a gold mine. With oh, this one. I just love that moment yeah. when you're like, "This is really good." And I was watching it at night with the dogs in bed, the lights off. It was like the perfect, I think that's the thing too, is you have to watch it mm -hmm. that way.
0: No, sometimes,
1: sometimes we'll
0: start a movie like on the discord or whatever. We'll start a movie or even just at home. Um, and about five or 10 minutes in, you realize, okay, I got to turn off the lights Yeah, and or watch it on my computer with my headphones in, like get real serious. Really the into whole it. Thing. Yeah. 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 Because you could tell immediately it's like a atmospheric situation. And
1: this is one I would watch again.
0: Cool. Yeah. Well, we also, once it's free streaming, um, we could watch it. If we could find it free streaming somewhere, we could watch it as a, as yeah. a group watch. I, don't, I
1: thought it, I watched it for free, but maybe okay. I can. Well, yeah, no, I, I mean,
0: I'll, I can do the research on okay. that and schedule it. I'm pretty uh, sure it was free. For the peeps. If you have Prime. Right on. That was awesome. Jaggings. Jaggings. To Catholicism. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <Don't>. And schmiegel, <laughs> schmiegel.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks, everyone. So much for being here. Uh, this has been an episode of Shrink Chat. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Shrink Chat. Please check us out on our Patreon page, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We'd love to engage with you as part of our community. Please take a moment to leave us a comment on any of our social media. Thank you so much for listening. And once again, sleep safe.